0: Welcome to The Real Life Show, Living with a Chronic Illness. We are your hosts, Cassie and Chelsea. I'm Cassie, a single mom living with a chronic illness who is extremely passionate about living a full and happy life.
1: And I'm Chelsea, a mindset coach that has a passion for helping people learn to put themselves first and be the best version of themselves each and every day.
0: We came together to create Spoonies Unite, an uplifting community that offers resources, guidance, and support so you can live your best life while giving you the space to be yourself, be heard, and feel understood. We hope that by providing education from experts, we help Spoonies and their loved ones thrive. This show is not only for those who live with
1: a chronic illness, but their friends, family, spouses, and just anyone else existing on the earth. Our goal is to normalizing having a chronic illness by sharing the real stories with real people and show the world how relatable those everyday struggles can be.
0: There's a little something in here for everyone. And of course, thank you to our patrons for your continued support making this possible. If you love our show and want to get some extra goodies, go to patreon.com the real spoonies unite. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's show. We are interviewing Kathy Regan Young who was a seemingly healthy 43-year-old stay-at-home mom with two little girls, aged four and six, when she woke up one day with double vision, extreme fatigue, and Bell's palsy. She was shocked to learn that she had multiple sclerosis, also known as MS. The diagnosing doctor told her he was glad she stayed home and she shouldn't ever work again, just rest. That was the wrong thing to say to Kathy. When the kids were in school full-time, two years later, she went back to work full-time. She loved it, right up until the day she couldn't distinguish between the brake and the gas pedal, or which side of the road she should drive on. She knew it was time to leave work, unfortunately. Her paychecks quit coming, but her bills didn't. So she determined to find a way to work from home that would allow her to rest and take care of herself while still making money. That involved learning and failing and trying again until she monetized her MS patient advocacy website and podcast fumsnow.com. Once she figured it out, she was determined to share it with the chronic conditions community. So she created a membership community where she shares all of her experiences and resources called patients getting paid.
1: We had a really fun time talking to Kathy. She just exudes this amazing energy of just pushing past whatever barriers have come up in her life with an amazing sense of humor the entire time. We cannot wait for you to listen to this chat we have with Kathy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of The Real Life Show, Living with a Chronic Illness. Today, Kathy and I are so excited to be here with Kathy Reagan Young.
2: Yay. Yay. We're so excited to have you. (laughs) Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here.
1: Well, Kathy, I know all of our listeners can't see you on video like Cassie and I can, but I just love your energy. I know I was spending some time earlier looking at your FUMS site (laughs) and your (laughs) podcast and everything you stand for. And I just love everything you do. And we are so excited to have you on here. So can you just take a moment or two to kind of share your story? who you are, and just kind of about your journey.
2: Sure thing. Well, um, I was a 43-year-old stay-at-home mom when I woke up one morning and everything looked weird. (laughs) That was, I mean, that was how I described it. Like something's wrong with my eyes, but I don't know what. And I had a four-year-old and a six-year-old. So at that point, it really, there was nothing that was about me. (laughs) It's all Mm -hmm. about them. So I just went on my, you know merry way um but that got worse and eventually my my vision doubled and i oh. had bell's palsy and it was j- and this crushing fatigue that i kept chalking up to well i'm a mom and oh maybe i'm getting the flu and long story short i was doing some marketing for a um, um ophthalmologist at the time and he had me working on a, a program and I called him and I'm like, Mike, real sorry, maybe next week, but I am hurting right now. I think I've got the flu. Um, And I happened to mention that my vision was doubling. And he said, I'll see you in my office tomorrow morning at seven, (laughs) which freaked me out. I'm like, what do you mean? It's just the flu. Um, So I went in and he took a look and he said, well, I can't tell you what it is exactly, but I can tell you that the vision stuff is called sixth nerve palsy. That is not The answer that's just a symptom you need an MRI and he helped hook me up with a neurologist right away and so I luckily got my diagnosis quick it gets it's much faster now but that was 12 and a half years ago and it was taking people multiple months if not years to get diagnosed at that time with MS because it's still a diagnosis of exclusion so they test you for Mm -hmm. everything and go well it's nothing else I guess it must be (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) MS um So I did get that lovely diagnosis, um, like I said, 12 years ago. And so once I got, while I was waiting, you know, of course, I, I did what everybody does. And I went to Dr. Google and saw all the horrific things that this might be, including MS. And I thought, oh, my God what hath God wrought? And so when I was definitely diagnosed with MS and that, by the way, was the worst thing that I saw on there. (laughs) Uh So, um, after I lived with it for a time and I recognized, hey, there really is life after diagnosis and it can be pretty good. Um, I thought I don't want anybody else scared. Like I was scared, um, because of all the garbage that's on the internet. So, I started FUMSnow.com. And by the way, it's called Now because I wanted just FUMS, but that was actually already purchased by, oh my gosh, First United Methodist School in Kissimmee, Florida. that that's, <laughs> so, uh, oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I reached out to them and I said, I'd like to purchase this from you. And they said, no, thank you. And I said, okay, you're probably going to get some funny emails <laughs> pretty soon. Yeah. But anyway, so I made it F-U-M-S now, and it was really just started out because I wanted to share my journey and my attitude, which was to speak to this stupid disease like it deserves and tell it F-U-M-S every day. And like, I get out of bed in the morning, literally say out loud, F-U-M-S, like, check me out. I just got out of bed. Like, you're not winning. And um, so that was the attitude I wanted to share with people. It was working for me. And then... um, (laughs) <laughs> this first doctor that I had, who I promptly dismissed or fired, um, told me that he was so glad that I was a stay-at-home mom and would not suggest that I ever work outside the home again um, because That's MS. That's Right? <laughs> well, and then he tells me because, you know, MS um, is really affected by stress. I'm thinking, dude, you have no clue what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom. I know. It's like the hardest job. Yeah. What? Anyway. It's so hard. If you want me to do something, tell me I can't. So that was kind of, I didn't recognize it at the time, but it was in there. And I was like, okay, when these kids are in school full-time, damn it, I'm back full-time, which I did. And I loved it. I did marketing for a physical therapy company um, for a few years. But I started with, my um, responsibilities were just for three clinics when I started and and I was going to doctor's offices and anyway, but it expanded really quickly to eight offices. And so it was pretty high pressure, lots of stress. And one day, so it felt like all of a sudden one day this happened, but in retrospect for like six months leading up to it, I had had little tiny accidents and things like that. (laughs) So you know, it was building. And then one day I literally could not tell the difference between the gas pedal and the brake and which side of the road was the right one to be on. And frankly, I had my shit together enough to know this is not right. So I pulled Mm -hmm. over, called my husband, he came and got me and that was the, my last day of work. Um, so I went home and determined to take care of myself and dial my stress down and all of that was great and needed and, it was good for my health, but it was not good for my bottom line. <laughs> so mm. I needed to, like, I always say my paychecks quit coming, but my bills didn't. So I really needed to figure out some way to accommodate my health, but still generate an income. Um, so I turned my eyes to this FEMS Now. This was an asset, but I hadn't monetized it. And so I started learning how to monetize and make this into my online business. And I knew zippy about it, not a nothing. And so I went through, I, I wish I knew how many courses, many of which were scams that I lost a lot of money on. Um, that's a whole different type of education that I got. Um, But I learned. I slowly learned. And I made lots of mistakes, but I learned from those too. So, um, you know, you win some, you learn some. So pretty soon I figured out, I think the first thing I added was like affiliate marketing. And so every year I would do a, um, this first year in particular, I started a, a holiday gift guide for MSers. And I just broke it into categories and I suggested Um, products that I had used, only things that either I had used or other MSers that I knew, you know, I could trust. And I would, you know, link out to them, like I started with just Amazon affiliates. And what that means for anybody that doesn't know is that you sort of recommend or promote a product. And if someone clicks on your unique link, you will get a very small commission. Um, So, of course, the more... Of that, the bigger your income. And so I started expanding that. And I'm trying to think what the next thing was. I think the next thing was I wrote an ebook with um, a friend of mine who is a pelvic floor dysfunction specialist, um, Erin Glaze. She's phenomenal. And bowel and bladder issues are a big issue in MS. And I kept getting questions about them. And I'd go to her and ask her questions. And then I'd go back to that person who emailed me. And I thought, this is completely inefficient. So I asked her if she would write an ebook for FUMSers. And she said, well, I will if you'll write it with me. Well, you know, let me knock on something, right? Some wood in my head. Um, I don't have those issues. So I really didn't feel like I had anything to offer, you know? And she said, well, um, you know, you're, kind of a smart ass so this is an uncomfortable conversation and Mm -hmm. I can write the medical stuff but why don't you like judge it with your humor so that's what we did like she wrote the smart thinky parts and I wrote the smart assy parts which is like really good solid evidence-based information and then with like like I link out to 70s porn music at one point so that gives you an idea of the balance of the two so that was read this (laughs) what's the name of your book okay. Can I cuss on here? I think I have. Yes. Okay. So it's called, um, bowel and bladder issues in multiple sclerosis by two P brains with potty mouths talking shit about MS. Cute. <laughs> I have to buy it. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. To, you have to go look. It's on the front of the com site. Um, you have to look at the picture because we had this guy do this cartoon of us, and it is hilarious. And I literally just came across the the original picture we took. We went to Target and took a picture of me sitting on a toilet. I mean, I had my pants on. Okay, I'm by looking at it right now, and this is I'm like going. Mm-hmm. And Aaron is standing there in her lab coat and we had him draw a cartoon of it. Anyway. Oh my so gosh, that was, it's amazing. That was the next thing that I monetized. Oh, and then I started a podcast and I didn't know anything about that. And um, that was in 2015 and things were really different in 2015 in terms of podcasting. And it the was really. Just,
1: they've changed so much.
2: It was so yeah. hard. I have to say, mm-hmm. other than pushing my children out of my vag, that <laughs> was so hard. Figuring this out was like, what the hell? I hate You're tech. like my
0: favorite right now. I, like, <laughs> I literally, like, the other day was just like, okay, my bum hole and my vag hurt, and I don't know if the oh issue is in my bum hole or my vag, and the fact what? that you just vag, I'm right? like,
2: yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I call her madge, whatever, or Ina the vagina. <laughs> we should mm-hmm. all name these things. Mm-hmm. But I digress. So that, so podcasting was so hard. I mean, I thought it was really hard for most people, certainly anybody. I
1: can't even imagine starting act. a podcast in 2015. Like it was so I know, hard. I know the work that we put into building this podcast mm-hmm. and I mean, it's, it's a different world now, as you said, then yeah, so props I to you. A, Kathy. I <laughs>
2: cried a lot mm-hmm. and, um, but I figured it out. So, and took more of those courses I talked about. <laughs> But I figured it out, and then eventually I figured out how to monetize that too with ads and um, how to support my other products with doing ads on my podcast and sponsorships and things like that. So um, then I was invited to, I'm trying to think of which one this was. There was a test that came out called Isolate MS, which was touted as the first diagnostic test for ms and they reached out to several ms bloggers and asked if we would come to their headquarters and talk to them so a bunch of us did and so i got to meet all these ms you know ogs and we were going somewhere on a bus one night and i overheard two of them talking about that they write articles and they're talking about all these different big name companies online that i'm recognizing but i I tapped him on the shoulder. I'm like, excuse me, are you saying that you write about you and your disease and you get paid? (laughs) They said, yeah. I'm like, mind blown. What? Mm -hmm. So I couldn't wait to get home and start looking into that. So there's this entire patient advocacy industry I did not know existed. And it was like total down low, like you had to know somebody to get in, which is bullshit. I mean it should be out there for anybody you know that is interested and and has something to add to this conversation, which p s is everyone mm-hmm. um because everybody's you know experience is so different, and everybody has something to add to this conversation. so I started working with um at the same time, though this was odd because when I was out of town for that meeting. I got an email from the a vice president with Healthline.com, and he said, "We're thinking of starting. We're starting an app, and we're thinking of starting a podcast. And we haven't done that. And we found your podcast, and would you be interested in partnering with us?" And I thought, <gasps> oh. "Where's Ashton Kusher Like, I'm totally being right? punked. <laughs> totally being punked. I did not believe it at all. I completely lurked." this guy out and checked him out and went okay this guy really is a vice president so we talked on the phone a couple of times and bottom line was they contracted with me to do six podcast um, episodes for them which I did and then they asked if I'd be interested they needed a guide for their app so I did that that's and then, incredible oh it's been a crazy ride and then they wanted to start doing live chats five days a week so I started doing that and then another um, um, department from Healthline got in touch with me because they needed somebody to do their admin stuff for their Facebook page and would I be interested in that so yep super super interested in that and then content got invited got interested in they saw the blog post that I'd written and they asked if I would write some articles for them so did that and then health unions started coming around and everyday health and I'm kind of fangirling right now I know real. I am too I'm so, you should be just... there's no fangirling allowed here this is total it's like luck like what? I like you get in there and then all of a sudden it opens up like you just dip your toes in the water and you let people know, hello, this is who I am. Like you're Mm -hmm. totally vulnerable and wide open and authentic and go, this is my story. And you know, could anybody use it? And they go, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we could. So once I figured that out and honestly, I'm making, I'm making more now than I was in my full-time job. And I, I was telling you guys before we pushed record, I've been in bed for the last week. But I worked from there because I had a horrible MS flare because somebody went through my vein, went through my vein and deposited this contrast in my arm, and my body had to absorb it. I'm sorry, that was a little aside. Oh
1: gosh, does that that not make you
2: clench just to think about it? It was not good. good. Mm -mm.
0: Oh, it really Mm -mm. does because I literally just had a CT done like a week ago today, and that is like worst
2: nightmare. Yeah, it wasn't good. So, but my point is, I was in bed for the last week but I didn't miss a beat because I had my laptop and I would wake up and I would feel okay. So I would send out an email or I would, you know, whatever needed to be done, post on Facebook. The point was I didn't have to call anybody and ask for any time off. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't burning through any vacation days and I wasn't letting anybody else down. And I wasn't stressed out. I needed to rest. And so I rested and I worked when I could. And when I was able and, um, between recognizing that I'm making better money now and I'm able to take much better care of myself and my family, by the way, um, I was literally pulling weeds and went, I have to tell everybody, like, if you know something, you have to share it. Like, that's a rule somewhere that if you figured something out you need to share with everyone so especially the chronic illness community like Mm -hmm. they need a freaking break you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) they need some help so when I got this figured out I went I really need to share this what shall I call it well patients getting paid so that's what I named it and you know got a little logo for it and have just been working toward it and on it and that's been a whole nother oh my god tech nightmare because I don't know anything about building a course and a membership Mm -hmm. and how to set up all of that. So, but I'm getting there. I'm almost there in fact. So it's very exciting. I can't wait to help the number of people that I think I can help.
0: That is incredibly exciting. I am like so inspired um, by everything that you're saying. And I'm definitely like, yeah, signing up for that when it's (laughs) out there, you know? Um, So tell us a little bit more About the patients getting paid, just because you're talking about it right now.
2: And then we can kind of go
0: back to, but what you were saying, it's upcoming. So course and membership, what sort of stuff are you hoping to have
2: up and going? So (laughs) this is about the fifth iteration in my head, but Mm -hmm. I'm pretty happy with where I am right now. So I think this is the one, um, my plan is I'm going to do a founding members launch, meaning I'll invite people in, I'll open it up, um, and invite people in understanding that this at that point it will be the lowest price it'll ever be and if you join then it will never change like it'll mm-hmm. always stay that price but in exchange for that I'm going to come to you and go hey what do you think about this idea or hey could you tell me you know what kind of courses you want now I have a ton listed um that I think would be great but I'm not even going to build them until I talk to these people and make sure this is in fact what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of a check Mark and less pressure because I don't have to have everything done before I launch. Right. So that made mm-hmm. me very happy. And then I thought, but I do want something in there when people s- get in. So um, I've actually interviewed, well, I think I've got 63 podcast episodes d- under my belt. So I've interviewed some amazing people mostly in the MS community, but that have a lot to teach. They're all experts in something different that could be really helpful. Um, A lot of them are patient advocates and so, or, or have online businesses and they figured this thing out too. So I'm going to be interviewing them and I'm interviewing patients that are getting paid to hear their Mm -hmm. story on how they did it, where they came from how they figured it out, what they're doing, and what I think is like peace day resistance, I am asking them flat out, how much do you make? Because that's like this, why doesn't anybody talk mm-hmm. about that? Like, I know, right? Oh, yeah. What? Well, how? this is so new to everybody. When I went, to, when Healthline contacted me and we agreed, yep, yeah, this is a fit. Then they said, well, what's your hourly cost? I'm like, I don't have a fucking idea. I don't know. I just, That's what I would
0: think I'd be lots like, uh, of money. I don't uh, know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Lots what of are you money. willing to pay? Yeah. Um, so I started
0: $700 an hour. <laughs>
2: yes. Because by God, I'm, I'm, I'm totally worth that much, but yeah. I, I'm pretty good at research and I looked everywhere and there is nothing mm-hmm. about what anybody gets paid to do any of this stuff. So From my perspective, um, I think that's going to be something really enlightening and really helpful. So um, I'm absolutely going to be completely and totally transparent and share and, like, list out, this is is what I do, this is how many hours it takes me, this is how much I get paid for it. Because I don't think anybody can make a good decision about even trying something without knowing how long does it take how big of a pain in the ass is it? And how much can I possibly make? And so I've let everybody know that I'm going to be interviewing, you know, FYI, scary stuff coming up, but I'm going to ask you and expect you to answer. What do you need for that? Because I think that's really important.
0: I think that is really important. I'm so excited for what you have Coming up, because it is sort of like a hush hush world. Yeah, you're oh right. God, that's so weird. I know it. It, so it, it is weird. weird, and even like you know, online business stuff is still sort of like, oh, you know, they're doing online business, and right. is it really successful? And how successful, you know, you are can't they. make and- money online, right? Yeah.
2: Or I made a million dollars yesterday. Like, there's no in between. Yeah. There's no
0: in between. <laughs> And then like, you know, being chronically ill, one thinks, okay, well, are you, you know, grinding down 40, 14 hours a day online right. in order to make it happen? Which, um, the more that Chelsea and I are, you know, learning and interviewing with people and talking, it's not, you know, common to find a spoonie, a chronic illness person who is really working that much because we're just not able. Right. No exactly. one should be working that much. Like
2: no. that's true. No one should. Um, true. It's yep, a good yeah, way um, to get a chronic yep. illness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So it's really important what you're doing and I can, I can just so see it becoming like the, the place for patients to go and get paid. There's nothing out there like that um, right now that I yeah. know of at least. Yeah. And um, I think it's we don't always know what opportunities there are and then maybe you aren't sure of what your skill set is right you know that's another thing yeah. too is you know can you learn how to do this stuff and like you said like what's the payoff going to be if you do take the time to invest in yourself and learn how to do one of these skills yeah. so i'm really excited about this and like
2: what even is it because i mm-hmm. just so i've done some coaching just to see if i liked it and was any good at it and i love it um and Just talking to people and pulling out from them, what are you good at? What do you like? What do you enjoy? And then also sharing my journey and sharing like, well, I think you'd be good at, you know, posting, doing some social media stuff for a healthcare company, for instance. And they go, wait, what? Like, that's even possible? Mm -hmm. There's so many weird quirky things you can do online. <laughs> oh goodness, yes! And you know, I'm just right now talking about patient, patient advocacy, but that's not what patients getting paid is limited mm-hmm. to at all. I'm talking about you know, I've got somebody who is um seamstress and uh is teaching crochet. Um I have a woman who um she, st- she started a membership um, and course to teach people how to make these cute little <laughs> teddy bears. And and then that was one course. And then people came back and said, well, I think I could sell these, but I don't have any idea how to do it, you know, with business, online business. So now she's teaching that. So, you know, it's across the board. It's a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And it's really, my fondest hope is to make this first and foremost Um, a community because we're all in the same boat in terms of you know we got dealt this shitty hand and we have a chronic illness and so I think that's where we need to start like let's support each other let's understand our at our base level we are all good human beings that got dealt the shit hand and how can we help each other and how can we support each other and if that's you know, posting, hey, I'm trying to post something on Facebook right now and, and I can't figure out how to do this in my cog fog and, and mm-hmm. somebody else jumps in, yay, you know, like mm-hmm. let's help each other or somebody else I'm envisioning is going to come on and, and say, hey, I just heard about this position over here that's, you know, totally remote and I thought of you. So I want this to be really about the community and supporting each other. And absolutely, there's going to be a ton of courses in there. I've been talking to a lot. My plan was I was going to do everything. And then I got smart. Again, I was back in the garden pulling weeds. This is where I think my best, apparently. Um, And I have a lot of weeds, so it works out for me. (laughs) That's so fun. And I thought, I don't have to do this. I don't possess a lot of this knowledge. Number one, I would have to learn it. And then there's other people who have lots of knowledge and lots of experience and you know what this could help them too because it's going to expose them to a community that they might not otherwise be exposed to so um so i next week actually i'm starting the interviews for so the plan for the founding members will be the first probably couple of months will be two interviews a month and then two office hours a month plus i'll be in there a lot inside the community chatting with people and sharing, you know, remote positions that are available and kind of coaching one-on-one and, and group coaching and whatnot. But the first interviews, I've got uh, a patient who is getting paid, as a matter of fact, that I'm interviewing her. And then I'm interviewing an attorney who's a specialist in disability because it occurred to me that there's going to be people who are on disability and they're worried about can I work? How much can I work? How much can I make? You know, what's the criteria? What are the requirements? Blah, blah, blah. blah. So I thought that needs to be in there before anybody else gets in there. Mm-hmm. So those are my first two interviews. Um, and then, like I said, I'll have office hours where it'll just be me on a zoom call and anybody who wants to come and join in, um, that's in that membership can come and ask any questions and from that, and that will be be available in, in there as a replay. So, you know, we can all learn from everybody's questions. Wow. And then the courses will, then the courses will come in after that. Oh my goodness. This is just so important.
0: Like I'm just sitting here, like this is, this is amazing. I Mm -hmm. mean, I, so I, Chelsea and I are both Pilates instructors. I love that. Yes. And I, I've been teaching Pilates for Almost five years now, yeah. Um, but in the meantime, the whole time I've also had kind of like some kind of work from home side gig.
1: Hey, everyone! I know you're enjoying this episode of the Real Life Show Living with a Chronic Illness, but we're gonna pause for a moment because I want to tell you about our most recent offering to help you live your best life. It is My Wellness Hub Co. At My Co., you will find a comprehensive resource library for chronic illness individuals to live their best life. You know, all those hours you spent searching on Google to find that thing that's going to help your pain or that thing that's going to help you feel better or what type of diet to work, what books to read, what podcasts to listen to, you know, all the stuff. Well, we're putting all of that into one single resource library to make it easy for you to find the resources you need. And as part of that, we have our membership site, The Hub, where we're providing education for you at the low, low cost of $15 a month. You're going to get classes from experts around the freaking world multiple times a month, multiple times a week. You'll have access to the recordings from the past. All sorts of really, really good stuff. So make sure you go check out mywellnesshub.co. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, mostly because actually as a Pilates instructor, you can make a pretty decent income if mm-hmm. you can work a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can't work a lot, you know, it's that's, mm-hmm. that's hard. Yeah. And so I've always had some kind of like side gig working from home. And I mostly just said yes to like whatever opportunities arose. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them was some social media management. um, And then I did some work for a program through the social security administration that actually worked with a lot of people who were on disability. And it was kind of doing admin reception work from home. Mm -hmm. And um, those were just, like you said, like, pure luck out of someone I knew. And they either liked the way that I emailed and they said, Oh, I think you'd be really good at being like a receptionist admin person. You speak well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I'll try it. You know? Yeah, sure, Sign me up. Um, but uh, beyond that, it is very hard to find working from home opportunities. It is. Um, and so this is like, this is really exciting. And like, I know that I've said this, is exciting and important like six times. I sound really repetitive right now and like uncreative <laughs> with my words, grateful. but it's because I'm really excited and this is really important. <laughs> <laughs> Yay,
1: well, and yeah. I know I'm really excited for this idea too, because one of the things that I feel like we hear a lot from our community is that I think actually we had a post in our Facebook group not that long ago, someone was like, so how does someone make a full time living when you can't really work full time, but all the health care that you need costs as much as a full time living, if not more. Mm,
2: right.
1: And it's I mean it, it is a really, really hard balance to find of like how do you manage yeah. the financial side? And I don't hear a lot of people talking about the financial side no. of illness. And I think that the, that's really important. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. how much are you getting paid for this? Yes, what is, it a, is really What a, should important. you ask for for an hourly rate?
2: Yes. The, all of that is really important. And that reminds me too, that I'm also going to have people on there talking about insurance, because that's like the first question people ask, how do I get health insurance if I'm not mm-hmm. working for an employer? And I'm going to try really hard to dial down my politics right now and not
0: <laughs> go right. full
2: on Rambo. But, um, but I do do a lot of activism work as well. And mm-hmm. I'm, I am full on, you know, engaged in dealing with this bullshit that we've got going on in our healthcare system right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really important. And that's, that's part of the activism is going to mm-hmm. our legislators and saying, no, you don't get it. Like, you've never been afraid of losing your insurance. You've never probably lost your insurance. And you haven't had to pay for insurance like this. And P.S., our insurance... Doesn't pay for everything. Yeah, and you know, and just, and and we can't work full time, and we need to be making more than full time. You know, all of that. It's just cool. educating them and saying, you know, what if I was your daughter? What would mm-hmm. you want to do? I mean, come on, people. So like, that's such we, a good point.
0: Oh, it's such a great point. And we, I
2: know.
1: Oh, go ahead, Chelsea. I was gonna say, like, so I'm an independent contractor at my job, and. When, when I'm not teaching Pilates, I work for myself. And so again, I don't get health insurance. My mm-hmm. fiance doesn't have health insurance. He has his own business. And so since I'm the non spoony side of our, of our duo, I'm fortunate where I don't have to check the box of, do you have a pre-existing condition? Right. And so like, I know I have like a health share program, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. not like traditional mm-hmm. health insurance, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely had the thought when I had to sign up for it of like, what if I had a chronic condition? Would I still would I get approved? Would I be yeah. able to get like it's a great program, but
2: yeah and yeah. it
1: just it it's makes weird. me kind of I, I like that you're adding in that insurance side.
0: Yeah, that's that's super important because I mean I yeah, I have spent thousands of dollars. Um, and I've I was married to my husband and he had really good insurance through um mm-hmm. federal insurance. And so it was really great, and I was really fortunate in that sense. They paid for most stuff. But what I really began to find was all the things that helped me actually live a better quality of life daily were not covered by insurance, Right,
2: right. which
0: is like nutrition, functional medicine, massage, acupuncture, yep. chiropractic, physical therapy. Some physical therapy is covered, but you know, you might have to go yeah. through loops to get there. Yeah. And so all the things that were going to really set me up to be able to work more Yeah. Are not covered. And so crazy. Chelsea and I have talked about this and what a problem that is. And so we actually are starting a nonprofit company. It's um, oh. where, where all of our stuff has been sent to the IRS. We're in the waiting period of having it approved. Mm-hmm. And due to COVID, it's like a three to eight, month, eight uh, months waiting period. We're so- really hoping
1: it's going to be shorter <laughs> than eight
0: months. Yeah, I'll keep it across so, for you too. Thank you. Yeah, it might be the fall or it might be the spring, but when we get that up and going, um, ah, hold on, my my computer is trying to tell me it's 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 gonna read. Okay, I thought it was gonna restart on it. So, um, <laughs> and so yeah, in the fall or in the spring, and what it is gonna be is to help people with the financial cost of various treatments, whether that's like to do with insurance, Mayo Clinic, medical, super $20,000 bills, or maybe it's that you'd really like 10 sessions covered with a functional medicine doctor, but you just can't afford it. And so you can apply through us and we will pay for it.
2: Oh my gosh, ladies, I love that.
0: We're really excited about it.
1: Or like, I know we've got some friends that like massage. I've got friends with my, Mm. my fibromyalgia, MS, um, pots that are all like massages every week make oh, the make or break the difference right. but massages
2: aren't covered by insurance right so, which is stupid can we? i get an amen that is ridiculous i know i did a series um on the FuMS podcast show last year where i interviewed people from five different countries that had ms and oh, the reason i did that initially was because i i was just wanting wanting to know how did you get diagnosed like how, you know is it the same type of um protocol in terms of 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 um like we have to get lumbar punctures and Mm -hmm. blood tests and all that kind of stuff and then what treatments are available because i had been hearing from people from different countries asking me questions about treatments and i'd say well of course it's whatever and they'd go we don't have that here which blew my mind i had no concept of that so that was why i did these interviews with five different people but in the end it really was so illuminating about the health care in these different countries. And I could hear something different in their voices that it took me a while to figure out. But you know what it was? It was a lack of stress. They didn't first thing go, okay, I think I have fill in the blank, but now I need to come up with 2,500 bucks to pay for a MRI or, you know, I've got to pay for all this blood work or I don't have insurance. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I, should I eat? Should I take my meds? There is none of that in these other countries and they're allowed to just take care of themselves. And so I strongly um, suggest that anybody that's interested, go listen to that. It's a five part series and it's so interesting and I so want to move. But I digress. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we've got a chance that we might be doing something with this healthcare sometime soon. But but I did want to make the point too about the insurance. How crazy is is it? I know Cassie, you said that your husband had good insurance, that you were able to be on that. Me too. But what if our husbands were um, beating us, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then we our decision is uh, kind of muddy by not gonna especially when you're kids right. And yeah. We have to have this insurance. Or why is it tied to jobs? Like, mm-hmm. why can't it be individual? Or anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you get divorced. Don't get me started. Yeah. Or and you're you going to lose you your wanted, insurance. Right. You want. My husband is a golf pro, and we had a great opportunity in Florida several years ago, which would have meant that he was home more. He is. He's. Uh, he works six days a week at a minimum. The only day he has off is Mondays, and it's I, that's a whole other story. Anyway, he had. An opportunity in Florida that would have been so good for our family. who would have been home a lot more, blah, blah, blah. But because of my MS, it didn't work out. This was before Obamacare. And with my pre-existing condition, nobody would have touched me. So we had to stay where we were. That's some bullshit right there. Yeah. And you know how many people are un- in unhappy jobs because they have to have that insurance? That's just mm-hmm. insane to tie it to a job. I know Mm -hmm. I'm preaching to the choir, ladies. When I get up on this uh, soapbox, though, it's hard for me to come off, but we're going to be talking about that in Patients Getting Paid.
1: Oh, and I'm really glad that you brought this up because it it is a really good point of, okay, yes, you can make money on your own talking about just your experience. You can Mm -hmm. have a job getting paid to be able to lie in your bed all day on the weeks that you need to. You can have that flexibility and that freedom But how does that fit in? Because we do live in a country where healthcare is what it is at the moment. (laughs) Yes. And so I think that that is really, really intelligent of you to put that in at the beginning of this program, because it's an amazing program and we've already said, but now I know for me, it would make me so much more comfortable about taking that next step with that knowledge of, okay, this is what that means for my disability or my insurance or all these different types of things. I think that's really important.
2: It's, it's. It's really important that you know you've got to be on solid footing before you jump.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) You know, for sure. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, this is absolutely Mm -hmm. wonderful. You know what's really funny is like we've been chatting for forty-five minutes, and I don't even think we looked at the outline for the episode or anything, (laughs) 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 which I love because you know, like Chelsea and I have gotten on here for some interviews, and I feel like within like the first five to ten minutes, you like kind of know if you
2: click with somebody
0: totally and.
2: And we love you. Y'all were
0: clicking. <laughs> There's lots of clicks.
2: are So <laughs> clicking. I think yeah. it was when I said badge that we knew. It, it was.
0: Then I was like, I'm sold. We're best friends. <laughs> 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 also when you said it's 420. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are with our people.
0: Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So um this is this is just I can't wait for the next few months for yes. you to launch what's going on and for us to um, look further into the FUMS. I'm definitely listening to that five-part podcast series. Um because funnily enough, you know, a lot of people in the US that I've talked to about like insurance, medical costs, etc., have talked a lot of shit about other countries and mm-hmm. oh, the US has the best medical system, etc. And I'm like nah, because in England where I'm originally from, um, and that's kind of like my like fallback of like, yeah. okay, if my healthcare here just turns to complete shit, yeah. then maybe I'll just move back to the UK right. where at least I can be covered. And when I was there last year, um, I was talking to my aunt and she had to have, she had to have a colonoscopy actually, um, just she had a few symptoms and it was mostly routine-ish because um, of her age as well. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, you know, how long did you have to wait? Expecting like nine months right, a year. That's because the that's narrative. what people say. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was, she's like, you know, it was a little bit of a wait, actually. It was about five weeks. Oh, and geez. I was like, oh, okay. Right. I was, yeah. they sent mine through for colonoscopy for like an emergency colonoscopy to in the beginning. And yeah. that still took me almost three months. And that was like... That yeah. was like fast tracked.
2: Right. And that's funny you so, say that because um, I'm waiting till September till I can get in for a colonoscopy. So, see, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, and I had one in January and uh, that was coincidental that they'd had a cancellation two weeks. So I got mm-hmm. in two weeks. Otherwise it was going to be until like the end of March. It was going to be yeah. two, t- over two months. So um, I'm really interested in listening to that series about the other countries and everything because-
2: it was so enlightening, so eye opening, mm-hmm. so maddening. Oh my mm-hmm. God, I was pissed every time. I, I mean, thrilled with these people. They were so open and and mm-hmm. wonderful and sharing um, and and happy mm-hmm. <laughs> because they don't deal with the bullshit we're dealing with. I just, I know. you know, we came out. Like- we we all had MS, and so we're bonding in that way. And then you could just watch the divergence begin as soon as we started talking about, um, these kinds of things and like the insurance and whatnot. And I believe it was the one from Norway was literally embarrassed. She started to say something. We were talking about insurance and how insanely great they have it. And she started to say something else about it and she stopped herself. And I said, well, what, what was that you were going to say? And she goes, well, I'm a little embarrassed to share this. And I said, well, what is that? I can always cut it out. And she said, um, well, we get paid to go to college here. I'm like wait <gasps> what was that? What was that? Could you say that again? And she said I said, You mean like you get they pay for your tuition? She goes, Well no mm-hmm. it's really important that we have an educated society so we get paid to go to school. And I'm mm-hmm. like Oh my gosh. Honey, <laughs> I'm moving and I'm taking the kids with me. Um my
0: cousin in England She is, she was becoming a surgeon and now this was a few years ago. And with my like brain fog today, I, I now can't remember. I think she is a surgeon and she might be like a resident now, Mm -hmm. but in England, she went through that whole program and it cost her like what a community college, right? you know, costs here. And I was just right. like, what? And then both of my parents went to Oxford university in England and my son wow. and I went there last summer. Yeah. It was, they're super duper smart. <laughs> oh, <laughs> smarticles. <laughs> yes. Smarticles. Um, and so my son and I went to visit last year and we did this really great tour all around the campus. Cause that's where I grew up and the mm-hmm. campus, but the university parks is what they call okay. university parks. Oh, and so, we, yes. <laughs> so we went walking all around there and I was telling him about how, college is designed differently universities designed differently over there. And anyway, he expected it to be, you know, outrageous, expensive, like Harvard or Stanford here, but it's not because Mm -hmm. it's college isn't designed that way anywhere else. The way it's set up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, it's roughly the same ish, depending what you're doing as, you know, like a state school. So there are a lot. Of, so I, I also am very interested in how all the different countries work and that, yes. um, I was also raised abroad and mm-hmm. moved here. My parents obviously were abroad. And so, um. I definitely have that perspective of like, you know, America is absolutely fantastic and wonderful for so many things. And I love this country and I love living here. Yeah. But there's also a lot that we need to fix. <laughs> there's some improvements that could be
2: made. Mm-hmm. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah. Starting so, in November.
0: It, yes. Which,
1: <laughs> who knows, well, right now we're talking It's the end of June. Yes. And I think this episode will come out sometime in, like, September, October
2: okay. time. Yeah, or August. Okay. And so, so fingers, crossed. we'll yeah. kind
1: of – when we get yeah. a little closer, so we'll see what happens.
2: Okay. But, Kathy, I have so, a question so for fun. you is is
1: yeah. by the – like, kind of knowing, like, that this will come out in, like, a month or two. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> what's – the best Sorry. way for people to kind of make sure that they're staying up to date with patients getting paid.
2: Yeah. So um, go to patientsgettingpaid.com forward slash list, and you can get on the waiting list there. And that is both waiting for me <laughs> to launch it. Um, and eventually it will truly be a waiting list to get in um, gotcha. because I'm going to launch it. Um, and I, I, I want to launch it as quickly as possible, but I want mm-hmm. it to be right. Um and a lot and you know what? This is the beauty of working with people with chronic illness because no one's pissed. Like I have people on that list for a long time now. And not a single person's pissed. They're like, Oh, we get it, we get it, you know, today you're fog fog, you were in bed for a week, you know, whatever. And that's that is what it is. Mm -hmm. So um the plan is to get it launched just as quickly as possible. But get on that list and um that you'll know when it launches. And I will launch and then close and make sure that I can handle who's in there and then launch again um, at a higher price though. So you'll want to get in there for the founding member, but get on the list because I'm also emailing um, Mm -hmm. almost every week, unless I'm sick. Um, And just like letting people know, I just sent one out yesterday, in fact, and I said, hey, I'm sending this from bed. And this is, you know, just as an example, I've been down for a week, but... I didn't have to ask for time off and I'm not burning through vacation mm-hmm. time. And I just wanna give you the the good side of this and, you know, why you should be looking into this and it doesn't all time. It mm-hmm. could Yeah, some hope. You could do side gigs, you could do one offs, you could do part time, whatever, but um, there's hope and there's lots of different funky things, quirky little areas that, I mean, there's no way I would have known about any of this. You're not, it's Mm -hmm. not inherent knowledge. Like you've got to get in there to learn about these things and learn how to do them. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to be providing people. And I, I literally can't wait. I'm so excited. I can't wait
1: for you. This is going to be such an incredible resource. And if there's anyone that wants to kind of just keep up with you in general and all that you've got going on, your com. (laughs) your Patients Getting Paid, your podcast, is there a place that you like people to go just to kind of keep up with you?
2: Gosh, that's a good question. They really are two separate things that work really well together. So the Patients Getting Paid, really go to patientsgettingpaid.com forward slash list and get on the waiting list. Um, And then for FUMS, I would say go to FUMSnow.com um, that's the website and the podcast. Everything is there. Perfect. I am on Facebook. Like, I feel like I live there. So both Patients Getting Paid and FUMS Now, um, have their own Facebook pages. So, um, you can find me on there anytime. And, you know, I'm, let's see, what is it on Instagram? Let's see, now, and Patients Getting Paid on Instagram. Fantastic. Yep. F-U-M-S videos on YouTube um, nice. and on Twitter. Yeah, lots of stuff. I'm all over the place. I'm everywhere. Well, I
1: like that. We will definitely link as many of those as we can in the Thanks. show
2: notes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, ladies, I cannot thank you enough for what you're doing for the chronic illness community. This is great. I mean, I there's something about a girlfriend vibe, you know? You can't, right? I mean, we there's like nothing it. better. We're about it and Mm -hmm. and coming together in a common goal to help others um is is just phenomenal and what the world needs so thank you all for everything that you're doing and thank you thank you and thank you for everything you you are doing Yeah, yeah yeah yes we hope you
0: enjoyed today's episode please write us a review to help us reach more people like you
1: if you'd like to connect with Cassie and I, you can find us on Instagram at The Real Spoonies Unite. You can also join our private Facebook community, Spoonies Unite, or you can visit our website, therealspooniesunite.com for all sorts of resources and to stay up to date with our current projects. And don't worry, you can find all of these links in the show notes below.
0: Thank you to our wonderful Spoonie patrons for all your support, and you can become one too. That's right. All you have to do is go on over to patreon.com slash therealspooniesunite, and you can get all sorts of extra goodies like videos of our episodes and more.
1: Any support is greatly appreciated. It helps enable us to create more content for all of you, as well as make this podcast sound better and better. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to be back in your ears soon.